Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another post-game edition of the Soccer Speakeasy. This is Jacob Myers, the Columbus Crew beat writer for the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you from the parking lot. I believe this is the east side um, of Crew Stadium, where the crew just opened its MLS season with a what I thought was actually a pretty exciting 0-0 draw to Philadelphia Union. The day started with a banner unveiling the 2020 MLS Cup title that's now prominently displayed on the east facade of the stadium. It was the final celebration of last year's championship before the crew, and and I guess the fans as well, really turned the page to this season. And and what better way to kind of kick it off or, or worse way to kick it off if you're trying to get a win and give the supporters something to celebrate uh, than against last year's Supporter Shield winners in Philadelphia Union. So I'll just kind of run through a couple big events in the game, my takeaways, and then leave you with a soundbite from Caleb Porter after the game. So I thought it was a very even game, a few t- a few chances each way, and the goalkeepers came up really big on, on both ends. For for starters with the crew, Santos, Pedro Santos gets tackled in the 37th minute. What ended up being just outside the box, there was a little confusion at first, at least in the press box, of where exactly the referee was pointing. I thought he was pointing to the spot, and he was. But then pleading their case, Philadelphia Union got the official to go over and check the VAR. He would have checked anyway, but they were pleading with him to go check if the tackle was indeed inside the box upon replay it wasn't so the crew had a chance outside the box just basically on the corner of the d it was you know inches away from santos being on that line and the crew having a penalty and a chance to go up 1-0 before the break zilla rayon took a shot off that free kick tried to curl it around the wall and get by blake but it went right at andre blank He also had a shot off the crossbar in the first half a few minutes before that. And then in the second half, Luis Diaz, I believe the 59th minute, and Artur around the 83rd or 84th minute had a strong shot as well that Blake made a couple spectacular saves on. And remember, he's the reigning goalkeeper of the year in the league. Zardes got ahead on the ball off his Artur shot that Blake saved, but... This one, I don't necessarily blame him because Jossie could not react at all, and the ball ended up going off his head and over the ball over the bar. There was another chance. Well, there was one in the first half at the end opposite where the press boxes uh, build out over the stage due to COVID protocols. We're not inside the actual press box, so we're stationed above the stage. In the second half, on our end, he had another chance where Zellerayon laid a great pass to him that just rolled under his foot. You would think maybe midseason, later in the season, when they're maybe a bit more in form. And, you know, Jossie Zardes hasn't played a game since 
not this past Thursday, but the Thursday before that in Nicaragua because he didn't play the second leg against Real Esteli to stay fresh for this game. Maybe if he's a little fresher, he makes that touch, finishes the shot. Those certainly loom large in the end with the game ending 0-0. For Philadelphia, they led 13-11 in shots. Aloy Room had five saves compared to Andre Blake making six. Like I said, very even in the stats, really bore that out, um, which which doesn't necessarily happen. The best chance for them came in the 20th minute off of Casper uh, Shabelko, free header right in front of Room, who just parried it off to his left. He just kind of stood there strong and went right to him off a corner kick. Overall, I thought the crew were okay on set-piece defending. That's something they've struggled with the past two years but I thought they were pretty solid tonight that was the one incident where no one really marked Shabelko and he had a really strong chance of finishing that one but Room makes a save and then in the 65th minute Alejandro Bedoya their captain hits a shot off the left post and then Room made another save on uh, another rocket of a shot from him later in from Bedoya later in the game so overall I thought it was a fair result. I I actually thought the offense was maybe a little better than Porter did. Better is probably not the the right word for it. I I thought they were fine. It it was about what I expected against a Philadelphia team who presses high, can make it really difficult for a team in that low block, and very similar to the crew, they want to turn the team over and then transition the other way. They really had their way with that about I would say the first 30 minutes or so of the game Philadelphia did now it wasn't necessarily turning the crew over in that low block or or next block but kind of just after the crew crossed midfield or right near the midfield line and then they went the other way Philadelphia was kind of controlling the game early but the crew settled in and showed much better in the second half like I said there were a few big chances there from Diaz and Artur and the Diaz chance specifically going through that left side it was exactly what the crew had done so many times last year that made them successful so maybe that's something in this bye week they'll they'll work on perfecting a bit more other takeaway I had is this just generally looked like a game between two top teams and I guess that's what you expect from the reigning MLS Cup champion reigning supporter shield winners But this game, like I said, was a more exciting 0-0 draw than you're probably going to find anywhere. The other night, Thursday night, in the second leg of CONCACAF Champions League against Real Esteli was perhaps the most boring, uh, the most bored I've been at a soccer game in quite some time. Uh, And and this game, I thought from the start, like 28 seconds in, Luis Diaz had a shot on goal. From the start, it kind of lived up to, yeah, these two teams should be competing for a trophy in the end. Another takeaway, the defense held strong another clean sheet certainly the first two games of this season in champions league are way different than what they're going to see game in and game out in mls what real esteli brought was just not a lot of threatening chances and the crew should see much better offenses all year but overall i thought the defense held in there strong when philadelphia did cross balls in there there were a couple times that the ball bounced around a bit but Aloy Room had a couple looks there where he had to make some saves, but when the ball was in the box over you know a period of time, I thought the crew stayed pretty organized. So um, that's certainly encouraging. They have not allowed 
a goal since the first round of the playoffs November 21st last year against Red Bulls. So six straight games for them. Clean sheet. That's good news for the crew. Like I said earlier, Jesse Zardes not getting a touch on a couple opportunities. I think that's just evidence that they still have some stuff to work out and it's early in the year. So overall, not a bad performance by any means. And Caleb Porter said as much and you'll get to hear from him now. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, two good teams. Um, Obviously, there's a reason that they won the Supporter Shield last year. Uh, The way they play is tough to deal with. very direct, win first and seconds, and then they attack you narrow quickly in transition and or feed it wide and get crosses in. Um, you know, they're good on set pieces. They're very physical. They're very athletic. And um, they're a good defensive team. They have an excellent goalkeeper who comes up when he needs to. So, again, it looked like two good teams. Neither team wanted to give up anything. Both teams are good defensively. I thought we managed, um, for the most part, a lot of the things that they throw at you. I thought we were we were good in the duels. We were good first and second balls. Um, we were up for it. I thought our mentality was very good. First, from the opening whistle, we were we were aggressive. You saw we almost scored in the first minute. So the mentality I thought was was very good. Um, we dealt with as a back four, back six, and goalkeeper, kind of the low low block at times where they pin you back and they get numbers. Uh, I thought we dealt with that phase really well. Um, and we got a clean sheet. So, you know, those are things that are all positive, but, you know, a draw is a disappointment at home, always is, even when you're playing this last year's Supporter Shield winners. And I didn't think in the attack that we were able to play our game, and that's a credit to them. You know, they disrupted us, and, and that's what they like to do. They, they want to make it a game that's their game. And, you know, I thought we dealt with that side of it, the fight element, you know, the intensity and, the, you know, the first and second balls really well um, and didn't concede, but we never were able to play the football that we play. And I thought we didn't change the point of attack enough against their system you have to find the space on the weak side and we weren't able to rotate the ball and circulate it enough times every time we did we were able to move up the field and find space and but we just didn't do it enough you know and we had some spacing issues a little bit with the six and eight at times I thought there were times where the backs could have dropped off and given us an option to rotate out um you know and we just didn't find that pause at times and that, that, you know, style that we want to play, which is up the field in the front half. And even when we got in that position, we rushed it, you know, like we fought when we finally switched play and we're able to now get that diamond defending deep, which isn't a great system to defend in a low block. Then we rushed the final third and we overcrossed. And so it looked to me like, you know, 
we need more work on the training ground. And I think it's a, it's a choppy week. You know, when you look at the standpoint of a, a game on Thursday where we're rotating a group and, you know, we didn't get enough time on the training ground and usually the attack suffers when that's, that's the case. Um, it's easier to destroy than create. And I think you saw a, a game where both teams destroyed pretty well, but neither team created much. So that'll do it for me. This is game one of 34. So um, strap in for, for a long and hopefully normal season this year. It was good to see so many people back in the stands. Hope everyone is choosing to get vaccinated. I just got my second shot the other day and luckily felt good enough and didn't really have any symptoms from the second shot of Pfizer uh, to go to the game today. So everyone continue to uh, be safe and we're, we're almost done. We're almost out of this and hopefully uh, all of you can pack that new stadium at some point this season and we can get back to what feels like a normal season with normal atmosphere from uh, so many loyal supporters who are the reason I kind of have this job and the club is even here. And um, tonight was a really fun game to cover, albeit the 0-0 draw, but uh, certainly I think you watch that game and you think, you know, both these teams are, are pretty good and, and should be should be a good season for both of them. So that'll do it for me. I'm Jacob Myers crew beat writer at the Columbus Dispatch. Be sure to check out all of our content throughout the week at dispatch.com. I'm certainly going to have uh, more in the morning here when you probably listen to this. So um, I will chat with you all next time. Patrick, kick us out of here. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.